You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. I am so tired of the excuses. You've got too much work. You're too stressed. You're not feeling all up to it. Your vibe's not right. Some of you just need to get your head right, get your body right, and your soul right at the same time. Whether it's the hobbies that I enjoy, comic book collecting, reading, road trips, hiking, all that jazz, or maybe something that's more personal to you, we need to get out and find ways to just decompress and de-stress from the world and just find the things that make us happy. Today, my guest is Shoshana Wiseman. She works in the nonprofit space for a think tank, and you'd think that somebody in D.C. would just be working like crazy all the time. Well, as much of a power player that she is, she still takes the time to go and hike and do trails and mountain climb, and she's awesome. And I went ahead and did an interview with her that you're going to listen to right now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Shoshana, I'm really happy to have you on. I wanted to have you on to talk about something that many people might not think is important, but when it comes to the friends back home in Washington, D.C. and around the Beltway, I still talk to as I've escaped here to Milwaukee. It's becoming more and more present, especially as we ease back from the pandemic. I'm too lazy to actually pull up the, the sources I saw, but you know, over the past five years, studies have been done by people who work in D.C., either you know for the federal government, nonprofits, private sector, anxiety is up, depression is up, uh, addictions are up. The close circles of friends that people have are getting smaller. And when it comes to hobbies that people have, it's typically something tied explicitly to work. And as I talk to my friends back home, you know, they're happy that things are opening back up. They're happy that things are getting back to somewhat of a normal state. 
you know, especially as how things go. But for the most part, this has been a problem that we can't blame the pandemic on. And, you know, as I was really thinking about this, I don't think people in D.C. have hobbies. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, I have a hobby, but other people don't have hobbies. You no, know, some people have hobbies. Too many people's hobby is drinking. And I know it's a thing. I used to like to drink a lot, but I'm like, guys, get hiking, get licensing reforming. Those are the hobbies to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seriously, though, it's like a, a lot of people find their identity through their work. And I've been following your Twitter for a while. I'm a fan. And, uh, you know, I want to say thank you once again for, you know, supporting everything we do by retweeting our stuff. Over oh, you guys are amazing. Too. I'm just happy to be able to help. You guys really do great work. Thank you. But like you're, you're willing to throw out some of your personal stuff out there and really your, your love of hiking. I think that's awesome. I discovered it in the past year and a half. And especially in like the summer of 2020, when they were like, don't go outside or you'll kill grandma. I'm like, well, grandma's not in the Shenandoah. I'll just go out there and hike and stuff. And it's been one of those things where I didn't know I was going to become a trail bum, but I kind of did. And, uh, you know, I like seeing a kindred spirit out there. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, is this a recent thing or is this something you always kind of had a passion for? Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate it. It's funny. um, I've been into hiking since I was like born. Like uh, the first mountain I did is Gorham Mountain in Acadia. My dad and I went to um, Acadia National Park in Maine every, basically almost every year, maybe like five years off um, until last year. This year I skipped. I had other mountains to do, but I always enjoyed it. But um, my dad never flew. So like Acadia was just my thing. I just loved it. And I love doing even the same stuff. Really, it's a cool place with a lot to discover um, on land in the sea. Um, there's a sea cave where uh, you can go at different times and see different kinds of animal life and different kinds of like um, uh, starfish and crabs. It, it's a, it's just such a cool place. So I never got bored of it. Honestly, I, I loved it and it was so relaxing, but, um, and then after, uh, during and after college, I was working like a madman, just working way too much. I'm glad I did it because I learned a lot in the, in the process. But because of that, like travel really wasn't on my radar. I just wanted to do main stuff. Um, I'd been to other places and they were okay, but they weren't like as good as Acadia to me. But it was all like very small Northeast coast kind of stuff. Um, and then um, in 2018 for work, I had to go to Salt Lake City. And I'm like, oh, I wonder like if there's nature there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks like there's some really cool stuff here. So I made a list of trails I wanted to do. I knew altitude was a thing, but I didn't really know how it was going to affect me. So my first trip out there in 2018, I, um, uh, what's it called? I, uh, ha- I, I had like the flu and I had sprained my foot. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to not hike. So I still rented a car. I uh, took like NyQuil and I like got extra stuff to make my foot feel better. And I drove out to Lake Blanche, uh, the, the trailhead, which is like 2,700 foot gain over a couple of miles. And like, it's, it's at enough altitude where you'll start to feel it if you're not used to it. So my first time at altitude with the flu and a sprained foot, I got a third of the way there. And I'm like, I love this, but like, I can't do this. I'm getting lightheaded. Like I just don't feel well. So I did like one or two other small trails uh, during my time there. I really didn't get much in. I wish I could have, um, but I really loved it. It was just the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. So the next year I went back twice. And since then I've just like, I've had so much on my list. I really wanted to do those mountains right. Cause I, I love the way they look and they're so special and it's, they're such a cool place. Um, 
now I've been over the West more, but um, it, it's funny. It wasn't the pandemic that got me into it. Like for a lot of people, I've heard the same, that that's how they kind of got into it. Like, oh, well, I have to go outside now and that's only stuff I can do. So let's see what's out here. But for me, like I'd always wanted to go to Glacier National Park or like um, I had others on my list. And over the past few years, I've started to get through my list. Um, and I have a lot more planned for next year, but it's just, it's such a blast. Like in Acadia, you'll only really get like deer and a couple of small animals, but out West, um, there's moose, I, there, there's moose in Maine, just not on the Island. It's a thing, uh, bears and like elk. And there's, there's just so much more biodiversity. It, the the coast is cool, but like, man, I, I love the mountain West. It's just been such a great thing. And I've actually been drinking even less because of it. So like, while everyone in DC is drinking, I'm having an iced tea because I'm training like a psycho because I just really want to do well at this. And my body sucks to begin with because I have a million diseases. So I have to work past that to get to the baseline where people start and then go so much further to be able to do this. So long way of saying it's funny because I never thought like I would enjoy flying or doing all this stuff, but I'm having a blast with it. Yeah, there was a there was a point where like especially when when I was in the army and everything like we would have our long ruck marches and we would do our field training exercises and here you've got like a 60 pounds rucksack on your back and you're carrying a rifle. And I think at that point, because like I had done boy scouts, but I was the guy who like complained about camping. Like I really didn't do it. And then, you know, I joined the army. It's like their version of camping is literally just sleeping on dirt, no tent or anything. I I looked back at that. I was like, I was so spoiled with the tent, but I think at that point, (laughs) like I saw it, I saw it as like work related and there was no fun involved. And then when I would be off and I would need to go condition or something, like I would still have like a weighted backpack or a rucksack with me and I would go try and keep up with the pace, but I didn't enjoy it. It was more exercise. It wasn't really something I did for fun. So, you know, I, I get out. And then, you know, I'm in a car accident and that completely screwed me over. So I'm at the point where it's like, you know, exercising and trying to condition like I used to just isn't working. And then with everything else in life occurring over the past couple of years, I realized that, you know, I can accomplish a lot by just going out on a trail. Yeah. I can decompress. I can separate. I can turn off my phone. I can still, you know, it's not like, you know, just nature walking, as some people would say. It's like you, you've got to you've got to be a little bit conditioned to really go out far and enjoy it. So I found that, you know, over the last year, it's like this thing that I used to see as something I kind of hated doing has now become kind of like my my solace in extremely stressful times. It's hard to break out of those negative associations. Like even for me, I'm always getting, and I, I always work myself up about it. And sometimes I get anxiety about, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? Like with the way my body is. And I always can. And if I can't, I like, there's a good reason for it, or it's just an off day for me. And I, I figure out a way to make it through later and stuff. But um, but it's interesting because it, it's just so hard to break through those negative associations. But the outdoors for me has always been my peace uh, point. Like I didn't have a very easy childhood in a lot of ways, but in Maine, I was chill. I was like so relaxed. And I'm like, look at this nature, look at that. And I felt good. And it became more so that way over the years. And now it's funny. Um, red rocks don't do the same for me. Like when I tried Zion, cause everyone's like, Oh, you should try Zion and do angels landing. And I did angels landing. I'm like, this isn't really that bad. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's not that bad compared to other stuff. Um, and it's funny cause I don't climb a lot, but I guess I climb more than I realized. Cause I'm like, that really wasn't bad, but, um, it like Zion was cool. And it was a really cool thing to see, but it didn't like my forehead doesn't like relax. The lines don't go away. And like my head just goes down because like 
of, of how it looks, but in like the Alpine landscapes, when there's interesting mountains and ice blue lakes, that's where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Like I love sharp peaks, even if the, the trail's not sharp, just like the view of that kind of stuff that just gets to me so much. And it's just, it's funny to see what does and doesn't do it to me. And it's like, you know, sometimes East coast hikes are nice and sometimes there's cool views, but it's not what I'm like, what really, really chills me out like that stuff. Um, but a lot of times you do have to get over stuff, whether it's like injury or like your body being unreliable or just other negative associations and stuff. Um, it's, it's kind of funny how it works, but a lot of people have to like get through something to get into nature, but yeah, it, it decompresses me. Even the training it like, I, since my life is crazy high stress, like the training kind of lets me just work it out and feel better and like breathe. Um, and working out has always done that for me, but the, the crazy stuff I've been doing, like when you make your own little new records, even at home, you're like, man, I did that today. I burned this many calories today. And like, you feel like you feel like a really badass and it's great, but it's kind of funny um, how life changes and how like, you know, exercise always made me feel good, but now like I'm competitive with myself about it. Um, and it, it just feels so good. And one point you made too, just getting really out into nature definitely requires a training a little and being able to go further because short trails are great, but they're usually more crowded in Rocky mountain. Um, some friends and I went on this, um, not even crazy long, maybe like 10 mile trail or so. And, um, and after like the first mile, there was no one, there was like almost no one. We ran into like a small handful of people the rest of the hike. And it was just so peaceful. So like you get that more there, you can find it on short trails, but if you really want to bank on being able to just be by yourself a good chunk of the time, which is the greatest, like, or with your small group, like the long trails are where it's at. Yeah, no, I, I did a little personal traveling over the past month. So because of that, my, my travel funds to try and go some of these longer uh, trails, some of these mountains that I want to do in the Midwest, I don't think I'm going to probably do anything for the rest of the year. I think yeah. I'm going to plan that out for 2022. But, you know, I, I found it really weird because, like, I, I grew up in northern Virginia over the past 10 years. And, you know, I, I, ne I always knew that I live near all these battlefields, near all these short trails. And for the most part, I think it's something that I've seen mostly amongst my male colleagues and stuff. It's like if we're going to have a physical hobby, it's usually going to become something sports related or you're kind of relegated to the gym. It's like either go hard or go home, go home. It's like, I see that more with my male friends than I do with my female friends and stuff like that. And, and for me, it was like, you know, whether I'm going out to some of these shorter trails to, you know, like run them or jog them or to, you know, go all the way and get a few more miles in, or whether I just want to get out and be away from people. I, I think a lot of that is often misunderstood because I, I remember um, before I left. So this is like around, the spring of this year, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of my friends were like, I want to go, I want to go do something fun. I want to get out of here. I'm like, well, you know, there's a short trail up the road. How about we do that? It's like, nah, man, I, I want to go and like really be in the mountains, be away from cities. I'm like, man, like if you want to do that, it's probably going to take more than a weekend and we got to do more prep, but we can leave in the morning right now and, and go like bull run or any of the stuff around there and see some beautiful sunsets and still be home by dinner and stuff. And yeah. it, it was one of those weird things where it's like, I think a lot of people that because of their work, especially in the beltway, they, they're so accustomed to going 10,000 miles an hour that the idea of just doing something calm, relaxing, where you will sweat a little bit just seems kind of alien. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty bad that way too. Like I'll beat myself up if I don't do like 
if I don't consistently beat my records, but it's not just because of that, but it's because also for me, it's about overcoming everything and like how bad my body is like for reference in, um, I think I was about 17 or 18 at the time there were, I remember there was this tiny hill, like really, really, really tiny hill, barely a hill. And I had trouble walking up it because my calves were so bad. And I'm not sure if it was a fibromyalgia or inflammation from something else, but my calves were just so weak and I have to work so hard to get past that. So I'm always excited when I can like do like 5,000 feet in a day now. Like I just feel so good with that. I need to get out of my own head with it. But there's also times when I'll just do a short trail, like, hey, my body's tired. Now I'm going to go do something short. But um, I don't know, in DC, I don't find those competitive hobbies as much. Like most of my friends do really chill vacations, like beaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the ones who do mountains only do like really short trails on mountains. There's exceptions, but that's most of it. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I love to like go a million miles an hour. It's definitely a little bit Napoleon syndrome because I'm short and like my body sucks and stuff like that. But um, it, it just gets so much out of me in the best way. Like I'm like, yes, I can do this. And now I'm going to go do this. Um, but it's funny, the competitive stuff, I don't find as much in people's hobbies. Really, like a lot of people I know, they have like some some various things that they'll do, but most of it's like more spectator or like chill or like, drinking it's 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 mostly that some all my friends make fun of me for like you know I'll just go and wipe myself out during the summer and then like wait until hiking season I'm open to snow but my body gets sick really fast so Uh, that's a that's a that's a line I won't cross I can't do snow oh why is that I hate snow. I'm from, I'm from Arizona originally. <laughs> so like this idea of going out where it's going to be below freezing. I never liked it. I went to, I went to yeah. Iceland in the summer a few years ago and that was like a warm year for them. So like, even then, even though there was like snow on the ground, it's not like That's it was, so it, it wasn't as aggressive as people thought. Sure. There was not that much ice in Iceland to, yeah. to put it bluntly, but like That's even, really even, even there, like, um, Going back to it, like I, I find the, I find, you know, drinking as a hobby was always one of those funny things because like, I, I always found that was kind of like a, that was the excuse people needed to go out and like hang out with each other. And the more I look back at it, it's like over here, like, okay, how much does a Manhattan cost back home? I don't remember, like 14, $15. Yeah. Okay, I got a Manhattan the other day for $6. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, now I'm realizing how much time and money I spent on stuff where it's like, okay, now I'm just basically, I'm going to hang out with people, but now I associate that with spending money. When I go hike or I go do something, that's absolutely free. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, heck, an old-fashioned that costs about like $8 here, unless you get at the airport, then you're like paying like 15 bucks. But like, you know, I, I, I don't miss that. I, I often found that, you know, if it wasn't the pandemic or it wasn't just sheer boredom, half the things that I wanted to do, I didn't end up doing just because I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah, I understand that. I wasted too much money on stuff. I'm drinking too. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, just everything here is so expensive. I, I was, I was being bad. I was looking at uh, apartments in Salt Lake City and just seeing, oh, let me see how much this costs. And it's nothing. Oh my gosh, I can get a, more bedrooms and like, you know, more everything for a lower cost there. And I, oh man, and that's tempting. I don't think I'm gonna yet. I think it's a real possibility. I the, do. The just West not- is calling. 
I know it calls me so freaking much. It's a problem. I just love it so much. And you have so much access there too. Hiking is a little expensive for me because of the travel, but I cut down the cost by staying in like the cheapest place I can. All I require is a microwave, fridge, bed, hot water. And I think that's it. Yeah. Those are pretty much the only things. Have you, do you usually fly or do you drive? Oh, I fly. I fly. And it, it, it really is cheaper that way because with gas money and, and time and all that stuff. Well, th- um, think about this. Have you ever slept in a Walmart parking lot? No, I haven't. Should okay. I? Yes, because <laughs> you can. Walmart yeah. has a deal with, I don't, I don't know when they established this. It's like a 30-year-old policy they have. But if you're road tripping or something, whether you're a semi-driver or an RV or you're just driving a long road trip, if you go and park in a Walmart parking lot and you go ask the manager permission to park, they have a policy where they will let you stay in the parking lot overnight. Oh, interesting. I had no clue. Now it's trippy as hell and you might see a crackhead. Yeah. But um, you know, earlier this year I was, you know, m- money was tight, but I still wanted to get out and do yeah. stuff. I, I drove to North Carolina and, uh, I, I went to, uh, I went to a couple of places, but one place I wanted to kind of check off my list was, uh, Medoc state park. And it, it was, it was really nice. They had like a whole bunch of nice flowing rivers through there, very tranquil and everything. And at one point I was like, you know, I could stay at holiday Inn and pay like prop probably. And, and this was like, you yeah. know, when, when hotel prices were dropping, I could probably stay there for like $70 if I had tried. Yeah. But I was also like, you know, I've got everything here. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be here, but I've got to make mileage in the morning. So I slept in a Walmart parking lot. That That's awesome. Because what their mindset is, is if you stay, the longer you stay within the vicinity of that Walmart, the more likely you are to buy something. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So like I found like every bum hobo way of getting around because I would much rather fly. Like if you can afford it, absolutely fly. fly. There's no nobility in sleeping in a Walmart parking lot when you're employed and stuff like that. But it's like there, there's a way to do it. Yeah. And part of it is even just trailhead sleeping too, especially out West. I thought about doing it. I just need to look into it because honestly, one big consideration is bears. Even Is is that just overnight camping there? Um, yeah, there is, but I'm like, I still debate on the best way to do it because I usually want to have my laptop and stuff with me because I'm working during uh, when I'm not hiking, basically. But still, sometimes you want to sleep at the trailhead so that like you're more adjusted to the altitude, you're right there and all that kind of stuff. But um, I have to look into how to do it right with bears and stuff because I need to carry enough stuff with me, like food and medicine and stuff like that. So I, I need to look into that because I've thought about it. It's funny. Well, I drove um, like an hour and a half to the trailhead one morning. So I figure I left my place like 4.30. Um, and I saw so many cars pulled over at the side of the road, just, you know, basically doing that. And it's a great idea, but I don't know with the bears. That area was less bear centric, but like in Rocky Mountain, like bears know how to open cars. So well, that's when you have to, Yeah. Yeah, bears know how to open cars. It's like who, a thing. Who taught them how to fucking do that? I know. They have to like, you. it's a big thing. You have to lock your car there and lock your doors because bears know how to get in places. So I'm like, I would totally sleep at the trailhead, but is a bear going to come and bother me? Like, even if my car's locked, like, is a bear going to come and bother me? So I need to like, look into like how to do it right. And like the right way to like, make sure it's safe, like from wildlife and stuff. I have thought about like van life. I'm like through the logistics of, well, I don't need a hotel if I have a van. So I, I don't know. I kind of think through this stuff like a psycho. Um, I did the, say the van life people. Like those guys are hardcore. I know. Like uh, I e- 
Eva Zubek, she's a she, she's a travel vlogger on YouTube. Um, she she's phenomenal, and you know, on her Instagram the other day, she converted. I think it was a, a Honda Genesis or Hyundai Genesis, mm-hmm. whatever that like Land Rover knockoff is. She converted that thing, and like she's got like a freaking oven in there, and like a travel toilet and stuff. And I'm like that that must have cost like a good amount because oh, if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it to sustain yourself long-term. It's not just going to be a weekend. Oh yeah. Deal. I figure there's got to be ones you can rent though, but even then the prices add up and gas adds up. So I've kind of thought through little ways to save money. One big thing I do is that like I end up cooking a lot. So I never go out to eat. Like when I'm with mm-hmm. friends, if they want to, I'll, I'll go. But like when I'm alone, I'm just I'm, grabbing my charger. You can keep going. Oh yeah, yeah. When, um, when they're, uh, um, when I'm alone, I'll like very, very rarely go out to eat. Even if there's places that look interesting, I'm just really eating the fuel. So like I found a lot of ways to cook using the microwave that are unconventional. I've made like microwave pizza and stuff like that before. So just finding ways to save money, like little things like that, really like not splurging at all. So that like, um, just with the, you know, the cheapest place that has everything I need um, and and trying not to go over. I did end up at a place once um, that didn't have hot water. And I thought like, oh, maybe I can roll with this. But it was freezing cold there because it's, you know, a high altitude. And I'm like, OK, this is a terrible idea. I'm not doing this again. So I know, OK, need hot water. But like if you and also booking in advance, the the further in advance you book, the more likely you are to find that like one special place that has an amazingly low price. Um, and I've even found some hotels that like I know I can go back to that like have full kitchens, fifty dollars a night. Like really getting to know that stuff, booking as far in advance as I can. Um, Things like only- Sleep America. Those are like uh, I, I might be getting the chain wrong, but you can get oh like, extended a full- stay America. Yeah, extended stay, like you yeah. Can get- incredibly cheap rooms with a full kitchen and everything. I know. It's amazing. I love those. And it makes my life so much easier. I can do just microwave and a fridge, but having a stovetop, having a little more space, having a bathtub is just the greatest. And for the low price, it's like perfect. Um, So I try to do those as often as I can. Um, But yeah, exactly. Finding like things like that to make it cheaper. Um, and also like buying every, all my equipment on Amazon, unless there's something that like Amazon really doesn't have. Um, it just makes it so much better. Even, um, my hike, the, the clothing I hike in is all Amazon. There's le- leggings that I slid down lots and lots of rocks with and they'll rip after like a year or two, but like, that's pretty good if it's going to hold up for that long. Old Navy leggings ripped like the first time I slid down rocks and I'm like, well, so these aren't cut out for that, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, with, with workout shirts for guys, it's like if you're going to go and do that and you're going to be exposed to like, you know, rapid, you know, rapid heat, rapid cold or something, the more you're sweating in that, like the, a lot of these like um, athletic shirts for men, they, they rip apart or they just really? start feeling really itchy. Like Under Armour's gotten better. Under Armour's gotten much better. But there are some brands that have been, I, I think what they've been doing is they've been private labeling like cheaper knockoffs of Under Armour and stuff like that. And what they're doing is in their social media targeting, they're specifically targeting people that do more stuff outdoors. So what they're basically saying is you can get basically the same thing cheaper. Now, brands like that exist. But what I found because I bought a few of those knockoffs is that the stitching will come undone. Um, you yeah. Know, if, you, if you're, if you've got like a, a, you know, a heavy backpack or something like that stuff will actually start to tear at your sleeves at some point. 
you know, especially if it's more really compression luck on Amazon, honestly, like I've never had sleeve tearing or, or, you know, any shirts tearing from the heavy backpacks. I've been really surprised by that, but like those have held up well. And I just, my, look at my right Walmart here. t-shirts have not been destroyed despite all the, really? that, that's the thing that bugs the shit out of me. Cause you can get a lot of really cheap shirts at Walmart. So my cheap ACDC t-shirt will do better than my professional hiker and outdoorsman shirts I buy online. That's funny. It's so unfair. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, that's not, that's awesome to me because Amazon, I've had the best luck with like their leggings. There's one leg, uh, kind of legging I get in particular. That's just perfect. And just really holds up. Um, the black more than the gray. I don't know why you can tell the material is a little bit different and that the gray just rips a little easier, but the black is perfect. And then these workout shirts, like they're fantastic. Some of their stuff, you know, might fray a little bit or whatever, but like it holds up. It really, really holds up. Um, and the socks too. I've never had any issue with like Amazon socks. I buy almost everything I wear there, but it's kind of crazy how these cheap brands really, really kill it and how sometimes it more expensive stuff sucks. Yeah. I want to try Athleta. I've heard really good things about it. And especially for when I'm doing multi-day, I want to try like some antimicrobial stuff, but I'm not sure if it's like worth it. So I'm going to look into I, that. I wonder, I wonder if it's like blue light lenses like I, I believe that blue light lenses exist. Like I use them when I, when I'm, when I'm mostly at work, but like, yeah. I don't think all of them are built the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. But like going back to what you were saying about food, like when I was road tripping a lot, um, you know, between Virginia and North Carolina, um, in, in the past year, like my biggest thing was I only have so much money to spend on food. Right. So really like the one thing that I really relied on was cash app. Because oh, like, awesome. yeah, because like, I, you know, you're limited in your options, but if yeah. you spend enough, like you get 10% off here, 5% off here, sometimes they would do a, uh, an unlockable boost where you get yeah. like $10 off your meal. That's so, awesome. so if I bought like a few cups of coffee at a couple different places by use the boost, I made the minimum purchase. Like I would go to Denny's and the waffle house a lot. And there were some situations where all I paid was the tip. Wow. Yeah. So it was like the ultimate meal hacking. I would use cash app and dosh. And the great thing about it is based off your location, if you allow them to track you, they will go ahead and customize your boost for what's in your area. So I was, I was always seeing like what's working and they're like, uh, $5 off grocery stores or 10% off grocery stores. If I need to go in and buy something, what I didn't realize was that most gas stations actually count as a grocery store. Oh, interesting. So if you're on the East Coast and you have Sheets or Wawa, you can yeah. use the, you can use the grocery store app. Oh, that's awesome. I it's funny, I do something different. I this is where I spend a little more. I'll do Instacart so that way I can have groceries right when I get there and I don't have to waste time shopping when I want to. I haven't thought there. of that. They can deliver to a hotel. They I just realized that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. There's every now and then there's one where it's a little tricky, but more often than not, as long as Instacart or something like it exists, like you're able to, or I'll just order ahead of time and like pick it up or something. So that way I don't have to waste time actually shopping. And while I'm flying in, I'm like picking my groceries. It saves a lot of time. Um, because you know, I, I I remember always like hating spending time in the grocery store. Like it's cool to see it like once, but it's like you know, if there's anything interesting that's there, that's like not other places. Well, but it feels usually, weird when you're in another town and you're going to their grocery store. It always feels like, weird. What, what are you doing in our grocery store? Yeah. And you're like, this isn't my grocery store. Yeah, exactly. It's it those weird, weird things. Like I, I like traveling, but there are some things where it's like, I don't want to go to a grocery store and there are only certain like gas stations or truck stops I'll stop at. 
That's funny. I actually had my credit card info stolen at an Arizona one. I was like, how the hell? So it was fine. Like uh, the credit card was so good about it. Um, uh, credit cards are really great. I love them. They are uh, like, they even helped me with the, when a budget rent a car tried to steal my money. Um, like the credit card was the one telling them, Hey, assholes. And I'm like, yeah, I love this. This is great. Um, it's kind of funny how much credit cards can do for you sometimes. And their fraud alerts are so good. Um, I, I love it. I'm just, it's nice to not have to worry about that stuff. It's weird that they do it, but like, I'm glad they do. It's just strange. Yeah. I, I, I think I've, I've gotten to the point where like, I, I have several credit cards. I just never use them. Like yeah. when, when I wanted to travel more, my biggest thing was like, stay out of debt. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I had been remote, uh, working remote for the first time in my life because of the pandemic and everything. So now I'm at the point where it's like, now I, now I work hybrid. So I'm in the office like three to four days a week. And the other days I'm home. And most of the time I'll, I'll work like half a day in the office and then I'll, I'll go home and work or something like that. So now I'm at the point where it's like, I have a a decent amount of flexibility and I want to fly. And then I hear like Dave Ramsey in the back of my head. He's like, do you really need those miles, son? And I'm like, Dave, I think I do want those miles. That's funny. Because there's only, there's only so much you can do. Like I, I'm a, I'm a big, like I was talking to a coworker about this today. It's like, we don't know what's going on with, with Delta and how they're going to affect travel. Like they just extended the mask policy through January. So if you're flying a lot and that's something that bothers you, well, that's something you might want to consider doing or even, or even if they're going to start, you know, restricting certain flights and stuff like that, like you might not get your Canadian vacation anytime soon. But you can get in your car. You don't have to ask permission for anyone. You can be comfortable and you can go just about anywhere. Yeah. No, that's a good way. And what I remember about like living, living in DC is like, there, there were a lot of, there were a lot of people I worked with who may have lived there way longer than me, but they had seen less of the state. Oh yeah. Like there is so much in people's own backyards that they don't know. Oh, absolutely. It's funny whenever I'm out in Utah and talking to Utahns, they're like, oh, I've never been there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's right there. Like there's You've been so to more places than they have, huh? Yeah, it's so weird. It's funny. Or like there's pieces I've done that they had never have. And they're like, oh, I guess I just don't get out here enough. And I'm like, man, if I lived here. I would just be so lucky to have all that stuff nearby. I can't imagine not doing it. But I think it's just a, it's a human thing that we take what's around us for granted, you know? Yeah. I mean, since, since I've been in Wisconsin since May, uh, I I've tried to go somewhere different every Saturday. So awesome. I'm like, I'm like drive like between two to six hours if you're willing and make sure you're just back in time. So yeah. you know, it, it's, it's been one of these things where I've been going to all these random places and I have coworkers who've lived here for like decades and they're like, man, you've seen more in three months than I've seen of this state my entire time living here. That's funny. And I see that everywhere. And, and, you know, I think I, I, I love, I love Instagram. I love all the travel photography, travel blogger hashtags and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, I'm not going to Europe anytime soon. I don't really, I don't really have like either the ability or the flexibility or the luxury to go certain places. But, you know, we, I think people forget that we live in such a big country. Yeah. Live here your entire life and still not see everything that's cool out there. Oh yeah. I think about that all the time. How I hate, because I like completing things that there's so much I'd like to see. Um, but like, I just, 
there, there's not enough time. Like I've even mapped out all the areas where the 14ers are in Colorado that I want to go. It's going to take me a couple of years, even if I like, oh, even if I were to only do Colorado, it would take quite a while to like really do Colorado and do so much of Colorado. But I'm hoping to do two areas in Colorado next year, like fly in, drive to one area, then drive to the next. But like, there's just so much. And even look at Alaska, like Gates of the Arctic National Park looks amazing, but it's like a beast because like you have to do so much advanced planning because like there's nothing there. Like they fly you in and they're like, enjoy the wilderness, bye. And like, it's not like there's a bathroom. There's not even a bathroom there, which is just kind of awesome, but nuts. And like, there's so few people who have seen that. And oh, there's just, there really is just so much. I'm pretty bad about that myself though. Cause there's not much I've done in Virginia. In fairness, I don't have a car here, but like, man, if I lived in Utah every day off I had, I would just be in the Wasatch and the Wintas just like really enjoying it. Cause there's, oh my gosh, Utah is just perfect. Virginia needs to Utah itself a little oh, more. Okay. Okay. Are you into like weird shit? Yeah. Weird locations. Have you heard of Dinosaur Kingdom too? No, what's that? Oh my gosh. Do you know Stephen Kent? Yeah, I love Stephen. Okay. So th- this is how I got Stephen to go one of the most random places ever. It's really funny. Um, when Virginia was in like its worst stage of lockdown, I made it a goal to travel to every city in Virginia. And the only city I did not travel to was South Boston because South Boston is shit. So don't go to South <laughs> But in uh, in Natural Bridge, Virginia, which is about four hours from D.C., it's about an yeah. hour east of Lynchburg. Um, okay. What, what they have there is they have the, the Natural Bridge, which is this giant natural-forming land bridge. Oh, it's, interesting. It's right next door, they have something called Dinosaur Kingdom 2 because apparently there was another Dinosaur Kingdom but Dinosaur Kingdom 2 is a giant park that you walk through that has hundreds of fiberglass dinosaurs led by fiberglass Confederate soldiers fighting fiberglass Union soldiers and Abraham Lincoln. Well, that just makes sense. Be- because obviously we remember the great battle of Dinosaur Hill. But it was made by this dude. I don't remember his name, but he's a fiberglass artist who's into, I don't even know how to describe it. He was into dinosaurs. He was into the Civil War. So he just combined them both. So so I went there originally just to go to Natural Bridge, just walk around there. And they've got some nice trails around there. I was staying at the Natural Bridge Hotel, which is roach infested, but the rates were great. And cool. next door, they were like, well, hey, if you're in town an extra day, you should go to Dinosaur Kingdom, too. So I go there. Okay. I have, like, this weird, trippy experience. It was like an acid trip. And I post photos of it. And Steven is like, oh, my God, that's real? And I'm like, Steven, it's, really it's three hours away from me. So he drove out there the next day with his family. That's so funny. It's like, it's one of the weirdest places I've ever seen in my life. I love that. I, I need to check that out. I'll send you the link. That. It is so trippy. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff to do there too. I could imagine like if a place that has stuff like that, it's gotta be really interesting. Oh, I love that stuff. I'm trying to think, I don't think I've been any place that weird. There's a, a place in DC that has a really weird bathroom. And as someone who needs bathrooms a lot, I really like that they like really decked it out. It was like all glow in the dark stuff and light up stuff in the bathroom. And I'm like, this is the experience I want. Um, no, the Washington times, when I worked there, their bathrooms, all their bathrooms had, uh, ashtrays installed into the walls from when you used to be able to smoke. 
That's really funny. I, I appreciate that. Just like doing what you love in the bathroom. Yeah. Like I wish I could still smoke in airplanes when I used to smoke, but it's like, you know, I think that's highly frowned upon these days. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, just little things like that, like that, that summer I, I drove around Virginia, like I had two goals. One, I don't want to have to pay for anything. If right. I have to pay for something, I want to get a lot of things out of it. Like there was, um, there was the ghost church in Mechanicsville. What's this, that? This is, this is weird. So basically. I love that. Sorry. Mechanicsville. That's just America. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go there, they call it Meckinsville and I'm like, no, you, you, you're mispronouncing it. It's Mechanicsville. And they're like, no, it's Meckinsville. It's like Staunton is pronounced Stanton, even though right. it's Staunton. And I'm like, you, you guys just screwed it up. But the the ghost church in Mechanicsville is this old uh, Anglican church that was where uh, Patrick Henry attended as a child. And it was actually a meeting place for uh, for patriots during the Revolutionary War to plot against the British. And about 100 years later, it was a. burned down during a civil war battle that happened there. I think the Confederates shot some cannons at it. So in its place in like the 1910s or something, they installed these giant white beams to symbolize where each of the pillars of the church was. So as you're driving by and you see it, you're like, what is that? It looks like a floating yeah. church. Oh, interesting. It is, it is eerie, but you go there and I'm thinking, oh, this place is really creepy. It was so serene and tranquil. You can just walk in and it's one of those moments where like art and history really collide and it's in the middle of this park, which is next to this trailer that someone lives in and you would never know it was there unless you found it randomly online. But it's one of those places where it's like, this is just one of those odd gems that are just in this random town. Oh, that's funny. I love that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. I get such a kick out of that. It's, I, I um, gotta, I gotta send you a link to some of these places yeah, because, then do. You, because now since you've got budget rent a car, you know, all, all that stuff settled, you yeah. can just go on. Like, I, I think I did everything in less than like three, four days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, like I, I, like I hung out in a, in Harrisonburg a few days cause their restaurants were open and they've got a really nice food scene. But, you know, like my, my friends were watching me do this on Instagram. That's where I was posting most of that stuff. And they're yeah. like, dude, like how much is this costing you? And like, honestly, for four or five days and I, you know, I was taking advantage of all the like COVID rates at hotels. I spent less than like $200. I drive a hybrid too. So like I took advantage of that, but you know, I had, um, I'm usually doing SUVs and, and I don't, I, I mean, one, I love driving SUVs, but I go with the cheapest car that I'm able to, to do what I need. But um, in Glacier, everything is like, you know, you can uh, get a regular sedan and like, you're fine. But it was so nice because I get, you know, my, uh, every time I filled up, it was nothing. And then the, the next week I had the biggest SUV I've ever had and the heaviest one. And I was just crying at the gas tank. I'm like, this is the worst thing. Like I, you know, I enjoy driving this. It was even a little bit big for me, but like, and I'd never driven an SUV before last year, but, um, but man, like I, I try to keep it cheap, um, in every way I can, but like the, the SUVs, they really like murder your, uh, your budget when you're filling up you're like, oh, this is terrible. And it makes you really appreciate like being eco-friendly too. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was so lucky when I did that one trip because not only were hotels, could you, could you get like a king size bed at some like Marriott's and stuff for like under $80, but <sighs> this was also when like gas was like at, at its high at that point, like two ten. 
Yeah. I'm taking advantage of like all these cosmic shifts that are like, if you want to go road trip, just drive, man, drive. That's great. I should have bought up a bunch of gas and <laughs> just like run, check. What, the, like like, like fill up trash bags and throw it in yeah. your trunk like some people. Yeah, I'm not, that I'm wasn't not, a bad idea. I'm like here for that. Oh I mean, the God. few guys that exploded, they were just the outlier. Yeah, I should have, I really should have like done more. I mean, a few of mine exploded, but I should have just kept going through it. Just really pushed through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the little things at the end of it. It's just a yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it, um, you know, for, for a lot of people listening, the, the biggest thing that I've been trying to say is like, especially if you work remote now, um, don't take for granted that you're going to be able to work this way forever because, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a hybrid yeah. office work from home model, but honestly, like it's better for me. I prefer it. But for some yeah. people, you know, like whether it's through job changes or life changes or anything else, it's like there, there's this weird time in America where it's like if you ever need an excuse to vacation, now's probably the time. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like stay at a resort or do something that's going to cost you a ton of money. Just go getting like small ounces of weekend adventure is going to do more for your soul than if you just stayed at home. Yeah. And even if you can't afford national parks or whatever, there's so many national forests. Like if you're in whatever terrain you're into, there's lots of it in the U.S. Um, sometimes national parks end up being cheaper places for me to stay. It, it'll it'll all depend on a lot of things. But really, you can you can find something and make it work. And sometimes crappy little places are perfect because if you're paying to stay in, like, what's the point? Like, you know, pay to stay at a place that's as cheap as you can or, or stay in the car. I have friends who are like pretty well off, but sometimes it's just easier to stay in your car too. It's like, Hey, I want to do this trail. So I might as well sleep at the trailhead. I'll have more time. I can wake up later. There, there's a lot of little benefits um, and a lot of ways to MacGyver this stuff. I, one thing I do yeah. think a lot about though. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've been MacGyver. saying hoboing it, but like MacGyvering, it sounds way cooler. Yeah, I just think of, I don't know why I always think of MacGyver. I think it's because I half-ass a lot of stuff, but it like works okay. But if it works, it's not half-assing it. It's just finding a better way to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've gotten, I've gotten better with like sometimes getting legit stuff if I needed. I finally bought like a real hiking backpack. Um, And it's nice because I can like roll up the bottom and, and, uh, pull the ties and then like it's smaller or like unroll it and then it can fit more stuff. And like, there's some stuff I had to get like a helmet and an ice ax and stuff like that. But even there, like Amazon has it for like relatively cheap. Um, but like there's, um, there's, there's just so much you can do with it and it really doesn't have to break the bank. Um, and again, like the hiking backpack I got was like $30 on Amazon, like, and it's so good. And it has a little thing in the back where I can pull my water bladder uh, hose through. It's like perfect, but all this stuff is so cheap. Um, and pretty much for anything that breaks, all you have to do is put flex seal tape on it and you're good. Exactly. That are gorilla glue. Gorilla glue has helped me oh, in yeah. some really crazy situations. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've, um, I tried, um, what's it called? Um, that like a, a sealant for the bladder. Cause it, it, it got punctured last year. It's so easy to puncture bladder and you should always have a carrying case for it. Nothing fancy. I just have like, you know how, um, or you wouldn't know, but women in any women listening will know how in purses you often have like a little purse inside that they give you. That's not attached to anything, but like you can put stuff in it. So I took that thing and like, now I keep my bladder and hose in it. So nothing can puncture it. Cause it's pretty thick. Um, but it, it still got a hole in it somehow, probably while I was using it. So then I just got a flex seal tape, put that over it and that worked better than the sealant. I love it. I mean, whatever works at the end of the day. No, oh, yeah. If you, if you can't, if you can't like throw some tape on it or something, it's probably just time to replace it. But I mean, the options are yeah. there. 
And, and I mean, that, that, that just addresses it again. Like it's more affordable now. It's more accessible now for you to get the things you need and to ex- have the experiences you want. And, you know, I hope that more people, especially those who are in the cities who just need to get out and decompress and do something out uh, else outside. It's like, this is, you know, there, there's a big country and there's lots of opportunities. And, uh, yeah. you know, I just, I hope, I hope America can get hobbies again. Yeah, exactly. I feel that way too. People don't have enough hobbies. Now I'm in for the winter for the most part. Um, I might do some traveling this winter if Chile opens up. I really, really want to do that. Well, you got to go to Dinosaur Kingdom too now. I know. I know. I want to do that. But uh, dude, Patagonia, I was looking at Airbnb. I, I, you can't go there right now because of Chile and because of the US. Mm-hmm. But it was like $500 for nine nights at like the fanciest Airbnb. And I didn't even look at the cheap options. And I'm like, oh, please open something can get these amazing prices and like oh that'd be so nice so I'm I'm very I'm not hopeful it'll work out but I hope it will work out but if not I'm gonna get back to sewing because I also sew a lot when I'm indoors hey whatever helps the time go by well hey we're uh, running up on time I really appreciate you coming on today yeah my pleasure thanks for having me not a problem. Folks, if you enjoy conversations like this and many more from our past episodes and guests, please, it costs you nothing but means everything to me. A five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts can let people know that we're having some good times over here. As always, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, HeyRemso, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. Safe, be good. Bye.